Hey there, Hoops fans. How you doing? Uh, it's your boy, John of the Macri, with you here for another special edition of, uh, I don't know, t- t- talking hoops uh, for Odds Checker with Adam Taylor. I don't know. Adam, do we have a name for our show? We should come up with something, right? I think, didn't we agree on what are the odds? Oh, what are the odds? That's right. Yes. What are the odds? It's episode a good three. We will get there. We will get there. <laughs> Maybe by Apparently, episode seven, I'll remember what the name is. Apparently, was. the odds that we chose last week. We're not the right odds because everything <laughs> we selected did not happen. I will say that injuries played a very big part in our picks not working out. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we the episode goes live. It goes onto the YouTubes and it goes it onto the articles. And then 20 minutes later, you get a notification that Anthony Davis has hurt himself. The interwebs. It was I, I, I really particularly enjoyed last week when we when we spent a solid seven to eight minutes talking about all the different future prop bets that you could make involving the Lakers uh, in the finals. That was great. That was, that was good. a good 28% of the show. It's just going to be all about the Brooklyn Nets. That's all we can do. I think the, I think the problem was that the Lakers didn't get the memo that they were supposed to make it all the way to the finals. Is that the issue? Yeah. I mean, what else can it be? I, I don't even know words. Are you in the real talk for a second? Or should should we? We're gonna get to all the different series and whatnot. Does it? Should we be sitting here like shocked that this happened to the Lakers? Because I feel like for as much as we were like, well, the Lakers are the safest bet. Sitting here now, it does it does seem a little bit silly that we were that like, oh well, you know, the Lakers. It's the Lakers are gonna figure out a way to do this. It was the LeBron James effect. Did you expect LeBron to make it out of the first round of the playoffs? I think that one of the bigger problems is Phoenix just aren't a respected team right now. I mean, they're earning that respect. Absolutely. I've slept on them all year. Um, I remember coming into the season, I said to somebody, um, I don't care how good Phoenix play in the regular season. It's not going to work out once you get to the playoffs. Um, I always thought Portland were going to be a bigger team than them in the West. Okay. And I just think that's just because of the perception of Phoenix as a franchise, they're consummate underachievers. And then when you put them up against the Lakers with the amount of talent that was supposedly in that rotation and how they'd handled not having stars throughout the regular season, I think it was fair that we kind of had it as a foregone conclusion, but maybe we were a little bit too much, uh, too much leaning to one side there. Well, I mean, Paul was hurt. We should say that. And then he kind of made something of a recovery towards the end of the series. And then obviously the Davis thing happened, you know, but I think what, what's going to, and this is a good kind of entryway into talking about what lies ahead and what, what's interesting about the rest of the playoffs is a lot of the things that we thought we kind of knew, we don't really know anymore. So for instance, I'll give you an example, like, so Phoenix beat the Lakers, right? Usually when you dethrone a defending champ, it's like, oh, okay, that's a a big deal, right? That's something we should take very seriously. But now sitting here, you know, with a couple days to to digest it is and like thinking about the moves the Lakers make and how they really didn't work out and, and what they were and what more importantly, what they weren't. Maybe the Lakers just weren't all that good. And when you take Anthony Davis away, obviously they were really not that good. And so what does that now mean for our perception of Phoenix going forward? Are, are we, should we be like, Oh, this is the team that took down the champs or, you know, looking at, for instance, the series that they have now coming up with Denver, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Like 
something is going to happen in this series and then it's going to alter our perception of like okay going forward all but typically in the playoffs you know certain things and maybe this is a little truer in one series obviously that we're going to talk about in the east but the rest of the playoffs it's like i don't know what do we really know like what adam taylor what do you know right now is true about the nba i know absolutely nothing about what to expect for the next few weeks (laughs) not Um, a blessed thing i know one thing what's that and we Spoke about it before the season. We were both on record as of talking about this, and you know the team I'm going to go to, and it pains me to say this, obviously, because I, you know, obviously I'm a, a Knicks, uh, Knicks aficionado, if you if you will. But I think we both had the Nets in the finals before the season started, right? I had the Nets in the finals from the moment they had KD and Kyrie, and you knew they were going to be healthy together. So adding James Harden was just. Um... It was unfair. I, I want a very big explanation from Adam Silver at the end of the season as to why he allowed it to happen. Um, I think you might want to place your phone call to uh, Raphael Stone. Um, I will still never get over the Ola. The, 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 the trade itself is whatever. We'll see what happens with all those picks. But the but the Victor Oladipo, um, Karis Levert aspect of that trade is just astonishing. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that right now. Um yeah, and obviously they, they lost Harden in, in the beginning of – in the first minute of game one against the Bucs. Um, but we even said, you know, we've been doing this now. This is our third week. We've been saying for a few weeks now, I mean, like, look, it, it makes the most sense, you know, to, to, to go with the Nets. And um, so I, I, I will see what happens. I mean, Harden's going to be out, obviously is out for game two. We'll see maybe the Bucs steal that game. But are they – let's go here. Are they the presumptive favorite right now? I think they have to be, but I also don't know if they're even going to get that far. They could lose this series. Yeah, they could. And if they don't, then there's a very good chance that they come up against Philadelphia next where they could lose. And I have, I just have a few questions about that. I think that when it, when you hit this level of playoff against this, when with this level of talent against a team with a very fair amount of talent themselves that match up very well against you, it comes a lot down to coaching and it comes down to your X's and O's and your adjustments. And I just don't have the faith in Budenholzer to be able to make the adjustments necessary to win this series. I just simply do not have the faith in him. I, I, I think that's a good, and it's funny because we're talking about Budenholzer who is not a one-time coach of the year recipient. He's two-time coach of the year winner coaching against a guy who forget about that. He hasn't won any coaching awards. This is his first year as an NBA head coach, but even further than that, He's never coached at any level, and we're giving him the coaching advantage because he's got he's, the Antoni uh, in his corner. Though, he, he, yes, he does, and he's he's one of the all time NBA geniuses, and I, I get that. I honestly, I think, I think if we're gonna focus on that series as like, okay, we know here's what we know: we know the winner of that series is gonna be a really good team, and I think we know that the winner of that series should probably be favored to win the whole thing. And it's probably, and it, it should be the Nets because they're up one, nothing again, as we record this on Monday night. Um, here's the other thing though. The Nets hit a lot of shots, a lot of really tough shots. Blake Griffin was hitting shots. Joe Harris hitting shots. Forget about Kyrie and KD. They, those guys always hit shots. The Bucks, when it comes down to it, who do you trust? And maybe this is recency bias because I just watched Chris Middleton go. What did he go the other day? It went two for something, three for something. What? It was maybe ugly. It was, it was bad. Ugly. Actually, I think it was more like six for twenty-two or twenty-three. What? It was bad. Um, 
who do you really trust on that team to make a tough shot when it comes down to it? Because Giannis doesn't take anything or, I mean, yes, he took, he took a few threes and he, and he made a couple of them and I get that, but like, that's not reliable. He lives in the paint. Drew holiday, put up some long ones. Didn't look great. Middleton, you know, I don't know when you have the shot makers on the other side of the ball, if you're saying, okay, well then maybe the bucks are going to win it with defense. Well, it sure didn't look like they were going to be able to win it with defense the other night. Blake Griffin got 18 and 14. If Blake Griffin is getting 18 and 14, defense pro- was not a, working. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's an and issue. especially when we when Griffin was acquired by the Nets and we were saying to ourselves, well, what Griffin's going to do is open things up for everybody else with his playmaking. No one was saying, oh, he's going to be a double-double points and rebounds because that's just not who he is at this point in his career. We didn't know if he was going to play really significant minutes. And here he is now starting games. And I think- certainly didn't know if he was going to dunk. <laughs> and he and he had a nice duck the other night. Um, so that's we'll we'll see what happens with that series. But that's the one series we know. Everything else, you know, we thought Philly was gonna, or at least look. And I have a lot of respect for Atlanta after they um, summarily wiped the floor. I could say it summarily wiped the floor with the Knicks um, over the last. I'll say over the last three games of that series, those those last three games were not uh, they, none of them were like necessarily blowouts, although some of the scores were blowout ish by the end. But like, look, Atlanta came in and did that. I still thought that it, Philly was going to it was going to be like, OK, now it's the adult in the room. Um, and there there goes Atlanta winning game one. And yet Atlanta is still the longest odds to win the championship as of right now, 20 to one. And at the same time, like. I don't know. I'm not really particularly enticed by Atlanta 20 to one. I feel like I need Atlanta like 50 to one to actually get me to put some significant money down on them. Well, I mean, the- I, do you think they're the like we've just spoke about how we haven't been paying the Suns the respect they deserve because of the I, I know the, where you're going with this. You know and- I mean, like what if this I mean, I remember at the beginning of the season, me and you were on record saying and you very much so led the way in this part, this discussion. There was just too many cooks for the kitchen yes and we weren't sure where the touches were going to come from yes and who was going to be numerate uno numerate two numerate and, three and they've and they've figured that out this they've is tr- figured that out and i think their defense is a lot better than what we give them credit for i think that um hunter's actually found a role for himself in oh, that rotation yeah. although uh, he missed he missed game one which he did is, and which they still crazy. played and he, really well and the, and but, well but again solomon hill is a guy you could plug in and this and is what just, I'm saying. They're deeper than what we're giving them credit for. There is talent, probably one through 10 there. So they can lose one of their eight man rotation and plug someone like Solomon Hill in and feel completely comfortable with that. Here's why I don't think they're on the same level as Phoenix is because Chris, you're talking at the top comparing Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Chris Paul is literally an all time. What is he? Top. 25 well depending on what happens this year we'll see top 20 top 25 all-time player um you know and then you have booker i mean i still don't even i mean a diminished version of paul so booker's their best player but like i i try okay fine you want to put trey young on the level of booker i'm not putting bogdanovich on the level of paul not even a diminished version of paul but who would you um, say so you'd say i think we both agree that chris paul is the best player in that in that um that series Oh, I see. I think it's Booker. I think Booker has ascended to that level. So you think Devin Booker is the best player in that series? The be- in the hold on the series that Phoenix is is now playing against Denver, 
Or you're talking about a, 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 a sorry, a, yeah, I've got confused. Um, if you look to hold, if you would, if you look Phoenix Ed, versus Atlanta, who's yeah. the best player in the series? I think. So what I'm trying to get at is, who has if you like, it's all well and good having the best player if the opposing team then has players two, three, and four is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, but see, I think it's close at the top. I think, but I think I give the edge to Booker and Paul over Young and Bogdanovich. Capella, I actually maybe might give a slight edge to Aiden, although Aiden can do more stuff. But then the rest of the roster, I like Atlanta's pieces. I like Phoenix's pieces more. I yeah, trust Phoenix Jay Crowder is, more yeah. in the playoffs. I think McCall Bridges. But is then very the question good. becomes: We're not looking at then. We're not looking at Atlanta versus um, Phoenix in terms no. of skill. Now we're looking at Atlanta versus Philly, and we know that Ben Simmons and Embiid are the better two guys. Yes. But when it comes to the depth chart, who do you feel more comfortable about? If you was to take the two stars out of each team, which team are you more comfortable running? Well, with it's also point? about fit. Like, yes, Philly, like it, Embiid is the best player in the series. Ben Simmons, you could have an argument between him and Trey Young, two way play. But like, I don't know. It's like, wh- where is where is Ben's where was Ben Simmons' defensive advantage in 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 Game One, for example? You know, and and when does that come back? I mean, look, he's, it still helps that he's a very good defender, but it, it sure didn't you know, make as big of an impact as maybe I think a lot of people expected in game one. Um, so that's interesting because Philly – so Philly's 14-1, to one, again, to, to win the whole thing. 5-1 um, to one to get to the finals, which is fascinating to me. And if you were – so this is one – hold on. So I know we're, I, I see that smirk. So this is one of those things where we were talking, I think, at some point a week or two weeks ago, and you're like, okay, look, Philly's going to – they're they're going to get to the conference finals. And whatever the odds were at that time for them to make the finals, so I think it was 3-1, and a one, maybe maybe like, you know, plus 350, something like that. Now it's 5-1. to one. Is this the best time to put a few bucks down on Philly? Are we sleeping so. on Philly? I think the odds have gone a bit longer due to that first game loss. And Embiid, too, being yeah. we don't know how long Embiid's going to be able to stay upright and doing what he's doing. And he really put in a shift towards the end of oh, that game. To try yes, he did. He really, really tried to put that team on his back. And to be fair to you, that is something he almost did. You, you have to give Embiid the credit because in previous years, Embiid would have gave up. He would have mentally quit. So yep. seeing that itself is a testament to his growth as a player. I know this isn't that type of podcast. I just, but you have to give him credit there. No, it, um, it's, it, but it is that type of podcast because when you're talking about when you're talking about this sort of playoffs where, where, where there's so much parity, I think identifying someone who's like, no, this guy, this is this is this guy's turn to take a leap to to take a step up in the you know, whatever the echelon, like when we, when you talk about it, there's great players and then there's like the cream of the crop. I have always thought that Embiid had that in him. Is that what we're seeing right now? And even though they lost the first game, I don't know. Maybe. I just feel like I still feel too good about Philly's length and defense and switchability. Okay. The only thing is Trey Young is a crafty so-and-so. <laughs> he, he, so it's, the, a- <laughs> it's like, I didn't want to swear. It's like, um, I think it's safe to swear. You know, when you um you watch Steph and Steph's movement is just ridiculous and it's spellbinding because he never stops moving. He's dragging. Yeah. yeah. Trey Young is on that path. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Steph because I don't believe he will be. 
but his movement is very well, similar. The way he manipulates defenses with the ball in his hand is very similar. Well, I wonder if we're going to look back on this playoffs for Trey Young like we look back on the um, Golden State. The first, I fairly certain it was the yeah, it was the first year that they were in the playoffs. The um, last Mark Jackson year. under it was the first Mark Jackson year. So the second Mark Jackson year was when they faced the Clippers and Doc actually in the second in the first round they lost. That was the Donald Sterling series. Um, the year before that is when they beat Denver in the first round and they put a little scare into San Antonio in the second round. And that and that was the San Antonio team that I believe ended up they went to the finals or they won the finals one or the other. Um, so. But 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 that was Steph's coming out party, and I this feels like Trey Young's coming out party. But maybe maybe this is the high point of that them being up one zero on Philly in the second round, and maybe now it's time for Philly to come back and be like, look, we're the one seed, we're the team that has been able to do this all year. We're gonna figure this out, and maybe we look back and like after Philly wins in like six games, we're gonna be like, oh, remember when we thought like Atlanta had a chance? So leaning on that for a second. Philly 14 to one at this point to win the whole thing. You're get, think about that for one sec. You're getting 14 to one on a one seed to win the championship. That's, That's insane. Uh, in the second round after they've smoked their first round opponent. And I get the Embiid thing is like a huge caveat here, but I, I don't, I don't know because if, again, if you go that the, we, we talked about this last week, do do the does the second round series of the Bucks and the Nets elevate like battle test those teams and elevate them to something greater or does it drain them? Because I still think that series is going to that's going seven. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it drains you. I think it has to. And the quicker that Philadelphia can dispatch Atlanta, which again is it's not, not easy. I've got no. a feeling that's a seven game series. To be quite honest, it could be. What I will say is if you're taking 14 to one on Philly, and this is just a bit of fun here, what you're really doing is taking 14 to one on Dwight Howard to win his second ring in as many years and ask yourself how comfortable you feel with that, because that is what you are really putting your money on. Listen, man, it's been Armageddon in the world the last two years. Why can't Dwight Howard have two straight championships? I mean, maybe this is, this is a sign that the world is, is truly any, I just, it's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It is Dwight Howard. (laughs) Maybe he'll win five when he wins finals MVP. The we'll really know. Um, I don't know. I just because it because here's the thing will they get past the winner of Philly, Brooklyn? Probably not. That's why they're five to one odds to win the East, but just the the five to one to win the East and then 14 to one to win the whole thing. If they get out of the East, I'm sorry, old, and this is a good transition for us to now talk about the West. I'm sorry, but I don't see the team out West who's going to get to the finals and be like, Oh, well, obviously they're a favorite to beat Philly. If it's Denver, no. Um, Phoenix, all due respect to what you said before. No, I'm not taking them. Utah. No. And then the one team is the Clippers, which maybe that's who we should talk about next. So as, as of the most current odds I have, it looks like um, to win the whole thing. uh, Clippers are five to one. That and this is again after they've won the game seven. That to me of looking at all of the bets on the board, it sure seems like the best value to me. 
I think the biggest question you've got to ask yourself is how hard are they going to make it on themselves get into that finals? We're talking about Brooklyn being drained from having a seven-game series and then possibly going another seven against Philadelphia. Can the Clippers kind of use the momentum they got from winning that game seven and make it a five-game series, a gentleman's sweep against Utah? Because the one thing I don't have confidence in is the Clippers consistently winning game sevens. I just don't have confidence there in them. I think they're a really talented team, but for some reason, I just don't have this like huge belief that I had in them last year. And I don't know if that's once bitten twice shy, <laughs> but you no, know, I, listen, I, here's, here's the thing that here, here's my argument. Maybe. And I'm, let me preface this by saying this Dallas team is not good in terms of team. Team, team, the Dallas team is not good. Porzingis, I can't wait to see what happens with this guy in the offseason. Um, I've had a lot of Porzingis discussions today. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you uh, involving a Mr. Uh, Kemba Walker and Mr. Kemba. Let's trade one guy's shitty knees for another guy's shitty knees. Which which knees do you like? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you the good locker room guy with shitty knees and we're going to take <laughs> back the <laughs> bad locker room guy with shitty knees and an extra year of money because that sounds smart. But speaking of smart, maybe you should throw Marcus Smart in the in the trade. Um, man, uh, well we don't we don't have to talk. About, so suffice it to say, this the Dallas team is not a, a great team, but they have. I don't know is is he the best is he the best player in the sport right now? So who's in the yeah, conversation? I mean... Well, listen, LeBron is home already. So yeah. I don't want to hear. Is he he the played... best, are you asking? Is he the best player left in the playoffs? Is that I'm, the question? Well, no, he's out of the playoffs right now as we record this. I'm, I'm, I'm. Doncic right now is he the best player in the sport? Who else is in the conversation? Durant's in the conversation. Kawhi, playoff Arguably. Kawhi, yeah, playoff Kawhi, playoff Kawhi is in the conversation, and Jokic, I guess, is in the conversation as well. For some reason, I thought you were talking about Jokic. Um, who else is there? Now I think that's it. I'm not, putting Giannis? Giannis? I'm not putting nah. I'm not putting I'm not putting Giannis in there. Not right now. I'm and I'm not putting this version of Embiid because we don't know Embiid's banged up. Yeah. Here, here's my point. Maybe we look at maybe I we look back at this first round series as like, oh wow, that was the toughest series that the Clippers needed to get through. They, Which needed, is fair. To, they needed to get through that guy and they needed to do it when they were not prepared to play in the first couple of games. Cause that's the other yeah. part of this, right? I think it says something about them that they're one of, I think they're the fourth team to come back from uh, being Oh, two down after losing the first two at home. That's that's like, takes some mental toughness to do. Game seven was the first game in that series. They won at home. Yeah, I know. It's the first game. First game. Anybody won. Um, uh, yeah. That was a crazy series in general. Um, a crazy series, insane series, fun series. Who do you um, have though? Do you have the how like how long do you see this series between the Clippers and the Jazz going? Do you, I think the, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a long good. series. Um, I think it's going to be a long series, but I could also see the Clippers winning in six games. I could see the Clippers winning one of the first two. I could see the Clippers taking both games in LA. And then I could see Jazz winning game five, Clippers winning game six. If I had to right now, that would be, I just, 
I don't know. The Jazz is they 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 dare you to shoot those mid range jumpers, and Kawhi will just live in that mid range area, and just you just can't do that. So you have the Jazz are going to have to change their entire defensive rotations. Well, the other part of it that makes it very interesting, and we got a little preview of this, and I I, I shouldn't say that. I'm not comparing uh, Boban, who I love, to Rudy Gobert, who is the best defensive player in the NBA in the last several years. Um, but, like, we got a little preview of, like, the small versus big, right? Especially in Game 7 when Dallas felt they needed to go to Boban to have any chance of, of winning, and obviously it didn't work. But, like, you know, the Clippers are good. Clippers, Zubach played three minutes in game in game seven. He's essentially out of the rotation. The Clippers are going with – here, I have the – I have the um, – the box score right here. So here, here's what the Clippers are, are going with essentially right now. They're going with Marcus Morris at center. Obviously the two, the two wings, Batum. I don't know what position you want to give him and Reggie Jackson. That's, that's their five with Terrence Mann and, and Luke Kennard. Those are their seven guys. You know, I don't know. Does, does Patrick Beverly see a little time in the series? Maybe does Rondo see a little time in the series? Eh, I don't know, but like, I just, if you want to give me the argument against the Clippers, it's that they don't have enough guys. When Terrence Mann is your sixth man, <laughs> Terrence Mann is your sixth man. I don't know if I sh- if I should have a lot of confidence. That's the thing. I mean, man was good. Man was very good. He was, he was, he was good, phenomenal. But I get what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying. They're very top heavy. Very very top heavy. But they're good. Um. And I don't you know. You don't need to. You don't need too much depth in in the playoffs. You only need an eight man rotation, nine at a push. Well, you need. You need injury see, but I insurance. think I I think that's a bit of a misnomer. You need. You only need seven guys to win a game, but you you need, you need more yeah. than seven guys to win one, two. How many games they have left to win? Twelve games. Yeah, you, you need, need more than seven I, guys. You need to a win. ten man rotation there. People and need I, to plug in for situations. And look, I get that. This was a game seven. So they, that's why you didn't see Rondo and Zubac and like all those other guys, and they can play those guys. So that it's going to extend more than to more than a seven games. But I don't know. It's it's tricky. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm not talking myself into five to one being good. Um, try to think if there's anything else. Anything else that's interesting? Can can we talk? Can we talk about Mister Mister Jokic for a second? I'd like to discuss him. If you want to talk about Mr. Jokic, I'm happy to talk about Mr. Jokic. Let's finish up by talking about Mr. Jokic because I think he's, again, um, Rodney Dangerfield. He's a big fan. Of, did, did you ever watch Rodney Dangerfield comedy when you were younger? Caddyshack? Were you a Caddyshack fan? No, I was not a Caddyshack fan. I think that really? was a few years before Okay, my humor I think, I think you should. I think you should revisit it, but that's just my two cents. You're a little younger than me. I feel like as the older one of us, I could say that. Um Rodney Dangerfield uh, gets made a career out of getting no respect. And so here's Nikola Jokic. He just, after losing game one against Portland, the Denver Nuggets ran off four out of five against the Blazers. Um, it wasn't easy. Took double overtime game and and then obviously, uh, you know, game, there was a come, a come from behind victory in game six. I, I get all that. But he's the MVP. He is, without question, the best player in the sport this season. I know we just had the Doncic and Kawhi. Yeah, but this season, there's no argument. No, zero argument. They're they're eight to one to win the West right now. 
So I I'm just they have the best player in the series against Phoenix. All due respect to Devin Booker, all due respect to Chris Paul. They have the best player in the series. They still have Michael Porter Jr., who's pretty good. Who's took a leap this year? He's a lot better oh, this year than he, he was, did he finish? Did he end up finishing second in most improved, or was it Jeremy Graham? Whoever it was, it was he was in the he top was in three. the top three. Yeah. Yes, um, you know, Aaron Gordon is there. They have other big guys as well. They have they still have Millsap. They have Jamal that Murray injury man. They'd be favorites right now. It well, so it's and it's not obviously aside from even Murray. It's also it's also Barton who hasn't played, and then um. Uh, their their other guard who uh, would be getting time right now. I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna bother me. Um, you know what they listen? Austin Rivers, Compazzo, got a Monty Morris action. Like, are these are these starting caliber NBA playoff guards? Probably not. But like, when you have the MVP and the MVP is running your offense, can you get enough hot shooting? Rivers, Compazzo, Morris whoever games to eke out four wins and seven tries against the Phoenix Suns. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's nuts at all. I think that, I think that the way the Nuggets run their offense and the way that they're going to use Aaron Gordon in this series, I've just got a feeling they're going to use Aaron Gordon more off ball above the rim. I don't know. I just feel like they match up well. They do. Uh, Aiton's going to be a real big rim deterrent, but he's going to have he's going to be pulled so far away from the rim because of Jokic, dude. So you trust Aiton? You trust Aiton in this series? Is that no. what, that's really where you're planting your flag? You're planting your flag on DeAndre Aiton Island? Come on. Yes, that's where I'm planting my flag. No, that's not what I said at all. That's not what I said. I said he'd be a good I, rim oh, deterrent. P, P, PJ Dozier was the guy that I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I feel like. Honestly, I feel like Denver's the better team in this series. And I don't know whether, again, that's us sleeping on the Suns. But you, you've said this a lot, and I kind of buy into a very similar um, ideology. The team with the best player is usually the team that wins. Not always, but... No, we said usually, you know, yeah. 8 out of 10. And if you're asking the team to win 4 out of 7, ideally, they should be the, guy, the team coming through. But do, do you count out Chris Paul and Devin Booker? Well... Let me just say, Barton is not out for the series. He's out for game one. There was originally some optimism that he would be back for game one. He's not going to be back for game one. If you, it, could, like, if they get a split in the first two games and then Barton comes back and then maybe Dozier comes, like, I'm just saying, eight to one odds to make the finals if they get past Phoenix, which I realize is not going to be easy. If they get past Phoenix, then you have either a rematch with the, a rematch with the Clippers from last year which that's fun. That's juicy. Or you have a matchup with the jazz, which I'm sorry, but I, I like that matchup for Denver. Um, I like Jokic versus Gobert. Um, I just, I don't know. I like, I'd say eight to one's not terrible. Not crazy for me. It's okay, not crazy. So let's round it up with this in the West. We know now more than what we knew last week. So we know the four teams left in the West right now. We do. If, know. You, <laughs> if you had to choose, who would you see winning the Western Conference? Just the Western Conference. If you force me to pick right now, I, to the I'm, head. I'm picking I'm picking the Clippers. If you force me to pick a finals matchup right now, I'm picking Clippers Nets. And I would probably take the Nets over the Clippers. If you force me to pick right now. 
okay. know, um, I don't know why the Jazz are favored over the Clippers. If I'm being honest, and they're and they're they're slight favorites. They're, they're it's not. That's the regular season form for you. That is that's playing a part in these odds. I just be. I I just don't understand how the how the favorite is the team that doesn't have not forget about the first but the best player. They don't have the second best player. All due respect to Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George is the second best player in that series. If he's right, is Paul George always right? No, he's not. But um, why? Who's your who's your finals matchup right now? I think I'd go Denver. I think I'd go Denver. You're picking Brooklyn. Denver. Let me look. Maybe. I want to look at this. See, I thought you were going to pick Phoenix. No, I'm not picking Phoenix. I don't think Phoenix can pass this Denver, this Denver series. See, I've convinced you. I've sold you on, on, on the magic of Jokic. And I don't think the Clippers have found a way. <sighs> look, if it's a Nuggets-Clippers Western Conference Finals, then the Nuggets are coming into it with the best player in that series. Are we agreed on that? If it's Nuggets clip, well, again, oh, man. If you got a, a final, uh, a conference finals with Kawhi, Paul George, and Jokic, and Jokic. is Jokic your best player oh, in that man. series? I don't know how to answer that question because Jokic again firmly established himself as the best player of the season, but Kawhi is is arguably the best postseason player, playoff yeah. playoff player of the last. No, I'm gonna have um, to go the same with you, man. The Clippers and the Nets are gonna be in the finals. But we made some shouts last week and they all turned wrong. So what we're doing now is signing teams exit warrants. We're saying, right, we've said you're going to win. So by the time we come back next week, you're going to be free and zip down. I'm just... I've made you I really, I, I really do think that we're, we might look back on that Clippers series and say that the Clippers Mavs series and say that was the one they needed to get by. That was the monkey they had to get off their back. As opposed to that revealed the flaws in their team. Um, you know, I just think they ran into a buzzsaw with Doncic and and more and and by the way, it wasn't just Doncic. The Mavs shot um in games over 50% from three in games one and two, had a uh, and then oh sorry, over 50% in games one, two, and three that series. Like they they were shoot they, flames firing out of their their butts. And then after and then no, and then after the first three three games. They call off a little bit. Game Game Four was kind of a blowout, and then um, you know, and obviously the Clippers uh, won Game Six and Seven too. So I don't know. Um, I I would go Clippers Nets right now, but that's boring. Um, I kind of like Denver as 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 if I'm going to choose my dark horse team. Well, then, listen. Okay, so my alternate finals, my alternate finals, the one where. You're going to get better odds. The one where it's less likely to happen, but it's still a possibility. And one I'd personally enjoy very much would be Sixers versus Nuggets. That'd be I, my alternate finals. I was going to say, how about, how about we, the one team we haven't really talked about a lot um, again, because they just didn't really did not look impressive in game one against the Nets it helps uh, or it, it didn't help that they had uh, six, three point field goals out of 30 attempts. Um, is the Bucks Nuggets Bucks would be fun? Nuggets, but I don't think it's not gonna happen. But Nuggets <laughs> Bucks would be fun. Nuggets Bucks, and, you, and listen, you want to talk about a series you get some odds for? You want to put some money down on Nuggets Bucks? You can make a few bucks on that. You can lose a few bucks. <laughs> what I'm saying, you know, 50 bucks, nah. you know, 50 bucks on Nuggets Bucks, like that's 
I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not great. I, I don't know. See, but this is why these playoffs are great. We could sit here and legitimately talk ourselves into almost anything. Any scenario. Yeah. And I love, by the way, how the one thing that I wrote you earlier today that we're going to talk about, we didn't even talk about, which is most fun, um, most fun matchups. I was like, thinking like, Oh, like, um, Clipper sons. Cause you got the Chris Paul thing. Um, I mean, we did. We, we, yeah, not we know, in we that. We're not in that. Way. Not in that way. Um, but I have sold myself on um, on a possible Nugget Sixers finals. Yeah, Nugget. I'd love Nugget Sixers. I I'm, see. I'm a big man guy. I grew up watching Shaq and, and me I, too. Yeah. Um, I hate he destroyed Ewing all the time, so that that hurts. But like, I, I enjoyed watching Shaq. Um, so like any big man, like Nuggets Nugget Sixers would be a fun big man series. Obviously. Um, yeah, I guess that's the only one. And and no, and Jokic going against Gobert, I think, would be a good time in the in the in the conference finals. Conference finals. Yeah. Well, we got at the moment we're gonna get um. Let me make sure I'm factual on this before I finish. In the moment we're gonna get Jokic, Aiton, and John Macri basically accused me of planting my flag on Aiton Island, which means he is subconsciously actually planting his own flag there. I have no, I have zero faith <laughs> in DeAndre Aiton. At all. This is a learning experience for him. Every minute on the floor is valuable for his future, not for right now. Yeah, but you, you go learn someplace else. You don't learn against this fucking monster. Um, <laughs> he's, man, Jokic is uh, yeah, he's a is different it, animal. Okay. Yeah, he's giving hope to the dad buds of the entire world. Man. <laughs> he lost some weight. You know, between him and Doncic, I have a lot of regular hope. guys, dude. When Dijic leans over in a certain fashion, you could see all of like the the lumps. Uh, he really like, dude, you're the best player in the league. Hit the gym, man. Come it's on. that Eastern European physique, man. Just un- like ridiculously strong, um, heavily potato potato based diet. They're just big guys, dude. Big strong guys. Heavily potato based. It is. <laughs> just, I love it. I'm European. I know this stuff. I, I <laughs> listen I'm, again. This is this is where you come for the the high quality uh, intel. Um, before we get out of here, Adam, you want to tell folks uh, at home where they could find you and your uh, pleasantries. So I'm usually rambling um, on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Taylor NBA. Um, you'll find me at CelticsBlog.com, rambling even more about the Boston Celtics, and you will usually find me somewhere where Jonathan Macri is, because if you didn't know, he's currently selling a mug with multiple different pictures of his face all the way around this mug. That is not me. I have nothing to do with that. I don't even run the Knicks Film School store. I Um, have been very close to paying the international shipping just to own myself a Jonathan Macri's mug. And it's literally a mug of your mug. It's brilliant. It's a mug. My my wife purchased it, and it, it, it still is it bugs me out that it's your wife put it up on twitter and that was where i actually first saw it and i had to say to her where did you obtain this wild wild madness um you've got one to show to the camera before you go so everyone can see what they'd be oh i only have my glass that's empty now well i think the next episode will make next episode it was was filled with some sake that's how many have been sold of those mugs dude i have i hope not many uh, for the sake of humanity, um, it's, go follow follow Adam Adam Taylor NBA. Um, you can follow me uh, JC Macri uh, NBA. We went through this entire episode without talking about the Celtics, who were the the top story of the NBA this week. So you owe me for that. That I did not make you talk more about the Celtics after the week that just was. Um, 
Marcus Maybe Smart plus Romeo Langford and a pick from Malcolm Brogdon. That's interesting. I had somebody pitch something for, to, uh, to me today on online. Um, what do we have? What's the maps pick? 20, uh, 21, 21 and 32. And uh, Frank in a sign and trade. I think this is right. For smart. Boston can't do a sign and trade. They're too no. far. They're too far above the tax line. So oh, okay, um, get okay. So then put and, yeah. put put Knox in instead. So Knox, twenty one and thirty two. For smart, yeah. You I want it? That's, I don't think that's enough. I I told him I didn't think Boston would do that. Yeah, I don't think that's enough. Knox just isn't good enough. Like you you you'd have to pay us to take Knox. <laughs> so mean. It's All right, true, so fine. Though. Forget about it. The Knox isn't in the deal. 21, 21 and 32. Plus Barrett. Yeah. Okay. We're done. Here. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody, uh, thanks for checking out another episode of uh, What Are the Odds? Uh, see, I remembered it the second time with uh, myself and Adam Taylor. Again, Adam Taylor, uh, NBA on Twitter, uh, JC Macri, NBA on Twitter. And we will be back with uh, more. Uh, Stone shenanigans cold, shenanigans stone cold, stone cold shenanigans um and and locks and other things uh before you know it unfortunately